What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shadowcast. What to do? What to do? What <laughs> could see my face right now. <laughs> if you could actually yeah. see my face right now <laughs> i got you that did you time. did you just see what this guy did to me uh, couch <laughs> did you see, see this nonsense I'm okay just... fine since you want to play that game how's it everybody it's nanny Yo! <laughs> <Fuck you. laughs> So you can tell it's already going to be a good episode because we're already throwing shots at each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with with no regard for um, Geneva, the Geneva Convention, or just basic rules of engagement. No, it's just a straight for the jugular. So let's let's straight let all the to the jugular with us. <laughs> After we've shocked all the first time listeners for this episode, let's let them know who we actually are, because <laughs> they're like, "What the fuck?" Is oh it? God. Okay. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Shadowcast. I am your host, Neti Marnetto. And I'm apparently Frisbee Moonsong. <laughs> yeah. It's my, it's my co-host, Frisbee Moonsong. Uh, he's an amazing dude. Uh, I'm an amazing dude, too. I, I'm, some would say I'm more amazing, but mm. like I don't like to brag. Yeah, that's why he starts the show. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's, this, that's how it goes. You're better at Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm better at everything. <laughs> <laughs> And yet here we are. <laughs> and yet here we are. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna preface this by saying it is currently raining. It's 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 raining um, cats and dogs, hamsters too, if you want. And God's and, taking um, photos of us. <laughs> That's what lightning is, isn't it? <laughs> God be like pose my I don't creation. Think he uses. I don't think he uses his, his omnipotence to be a creep. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, general photographer. Whatever you were doing while listening to this episode, now keep in mind that God's watching you. Um, (laughs) But but yes, uh, it is raining. So if you do catch any sounds of rain or lightning and um, the rest of stuff that comes with rain, you you know what's up. It's not our fault. There's not much we can do. We can't just stop the rain for you. Okay. Gosh. I know, just the way they think about us, maybe. You reserve that for our patrons. <laughs> yeah, we reserve, you have to pay us to do that. We'll just do that for free. <laughs> uh, shout out to Oh, we got a, you know how I know this is going to be such a crazy episode? Huh? Couch has liquor up on the screen right now. <laughs> Why is it shaped like a guitar? looking at the price of Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> we can't we can't keep a straight face it's it's gonna be chaos uh, but i'm gonna try anyway. <laughs> i have a question here this is a question i've been meaning to ask you on this show for a long time mm-hmm. and that is what is the appeal of rarity and how does that affect its value so mm. the nature of that question comes from i'm not sure if you recall but remember when i was trying my very best to sell a max rarity dark honest yeah and it didn't go anywhere uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. i remember that and like i did I, it ever go anywhere i i <laughs> no <laughs> you still have it <laughs> you need to frame Actually, that shit bro. i found it this week you i found fr- it oh my god I, I know i know where it is right now i'll, yeah. I'll bring it next week but okay. um yeah, this i is was gonna be i was trying to we're s- gonna frame that shit in the fucking <laughs> Yeah. In the studio, <laughs> the thing instead that of, never left. Instead of the one that got away, the one that wouldn't. Yeah, leave. <laughs> the one freaking leave. I think I think I have I've traded slash sold cards in their common, uh-huh. like more successfully than I've sold max rarity cards, hmm. which is very interesting, because I really feel like that defeats the purpose of rarity. Hmm. Um, 
one thing we can compare it to is like the rarity system in Magic, yeah, which makes a whole lot of sense mm. and is very straightforward and is um, very understandable. You know, yeah. it's like this has a different color star, that means it's more expensive. Yeah. Whereas with us, it's like it's. It, it's not just for the fact that the card is shiny. It's how it's shiny. No, this <laughs> this one is shiny like this. No, this one is shiny like that. This, one's this shine. one is shiny in, in lines that go left to right. This one's shiny in lines that go up. It, like This one's shiny in the fourth dimension. It's freaking... <laughs> like, can I tell you a secret? Yeah. Can I tell you a secret? Mm-hmm. You've broken down the Yu-Gi-Oh! rarities for me. Yeah. On At the very minimum. You've broken it down for me, like type for type uh-huh. on two separate occasions. Yeah. One of which might have even already been on the show. Yeah. I still don't understand <laughs> how it works. But you see, it takes... I, I still don't understand how it works. It takes a good crow to recognize... It takes a good crow, <laughs> honest. Like, it's the only way. The only time I can see, like, rarity mattering is when it's, like, a different type. Because sometimes it looks like speckled dots... Sometimes it looks like Egyptian hieroglyphs. Mm. Like when it's like that, that's cool. I can respect that because I can visibly see that. But like with the traditional rarities that we're constantly using, yeah, I'm always thrown off because I can't tell the difference. I really, I really can't. It doesn't. Also, it also doesn't help that I have very little interest in rarity. Yeah, that that doesn't help. You, it you, doesn't. No. You join us at the at shadowcast.com forward slash the crows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But 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 in but in this particular, it, he's going forward with the alcohol. He's buying it. He's <laughs> on the store. He's gonna make the purchase <laughs> right in front of. I mean, I would me. if I no fucks. I would if I had to listen to us. <laughs> You did not just. You did not just. Also, so would I. Um, <laughs> Shadowcast pairs very well with the sweet rosé. Just anyways. Um, so why rarity bothers me specifically in this very juncture mm-hmm. because it's not something I've been able to capitalize on. Yeah. And so I've I've, I've always wanted to have this conversation with you mm. in the stew, mm. um, on the show, in a thong, in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very beautiful thong. That's a very specific reference, and I'm not sure if our listeners are gonna get it. <laughs> Those are two very different worlds. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, how does rarity affect value, mm-hmm. and why, despite trying every underhanded, secondhand car salesman trick in the book, could I not sell my max rarity dark honest? So, it comes with. Um, it comes with also playability. Mm. Uh, a lot of the time, it's... I mean, there's no point of having a cool, shiny, amazingly rare object if you can't show it off, you know? Mm. And if you if it's not playable or not of any use in the format, not many people are going to want to have it in their files just sitting there wasting away. And mm. um, playability puts a really strong price tag on whether a card is um, expensive or not. Um, a good example of this is the um, Thunder Dragon Colossus, right? Yeah. It was initially printed in Secret Rare, which was very tough to get. Then again, it was reprinted in Ultra Rare and Ultimate Rare. The Ultimate Rare ended up pushing, even to this day, a good $80, right? However, there was a point where a reprint happened where for one week only, it went down to $20. Ooh. And then after that week, it was so said that the reprint was fake. The announcement was fake. It shot fake? back up oh. to $80. Oh. 
a weird, like that. crazy announcement, right? Just like Just that. Just like that. So, um, I assume you're you're looking forward to like uh, the how highly sought after the card is and the mm. price of it and why it is like that. Okay. So. I know a lot of times people just like cards because they're shiny and pretty and it's people, right? Oh, like you. Exactly, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But there's also cards with meta-relevancy that meta-relevancy... So there's like a graph, right? Yeah. Uh, it's meta-relevancy on the one side mm. and um, and rarity on the other side. Okay. And the higher the meta-relevancy and the higher the rarity, the more so- sought after the card is. Okay. And then the more expensive it will most likely be. Also, it's on top of that, there's also a separate part of the graph, which is um, accessibility to this card. Mm. How easy is it to get? Because, for example, if you're pulling an ultimate rare, which right now in this day and age, back then it was available in regular booster packs. Nowadays, you can only find them in OTS packs, right? Mm. Um, you are only most likely, most likely, allegedly, uh get three OTS ultis per a box of OTS packs. And there's Mm. approximately 50 to 70 in a box. I'm not quite sure. And you can only get OTS packs by partaking in tournaments. Correct. Right? Um, And it is not guaranteed that it will have one of each ulti. Some OTS boxes have two of one card, right? Mm. Like the last box we opened at an event had two ultimate rare sprite blues. Damn. So it's about Mm. like... You know, the the odds of getting the card are much less, but also it's playable it's playable and meta relevant. So that just depends on the price. Mm. And a lot of the other times it's just about people wanting the card because it wanting is pretty what they want. Yeah. it is shiny. You know, you want that pretty color more than you know, you want the yeah. flashy stuff. People like to be flashy. And on top of it, Yu Gi Oh is an investment game. Right? Yes. So your idea of Yu-Gi-Oh is to invest in cards so that later on you can recycle them and keep the game going of being able to get the new decks and whatever, whatever. Exactly. But also on top of that, everyone knows that not everyone is probably going to be in Yu-Gi-Oh for their entire life. Maybe some people will and that's okay. But in the future, if you get a card that is only printed once in this single rarity one time, the value of that card will constantly be on a arise so that in the future the card will probably be worth a lot like remember the charizard in pokemon that went for an insane amount of money like a million dollars you know it's cards like that that show that these are not just now playing cards these are collector's items as well as you can play with them yeah so that's, I think, where rarity comes into it as well. It's just like you're not now just playing to get the commons of everything and play it. But when you can and you get the ultimate rare, we keep it for the future. There's really a lot of um, moving parts to this game, yeah. which, I mean, is no surprise. <laughs> it's why we have this show in the first place yeah, so that exactly. we can help people navigate this the this otherwise crazy landscape, right? Yeah. Um, but I think, like, the, the the more we begin to peel back, just the crazier it gets, you know mm. what I mean? Because all of these, they, they, they don't, like, live by themselves. All these different layers of this game are constantly having an effect on each other. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And keeping up with that can be very, very, very um, intense, you know? Yeah. I imagine that, like, if it wasn't for some of the other resources, all the other YouTube channels, uh, this show... 
uh, would be very difficult to keep track of. Yeah, a lot of people would be completely lost. Like even like all these websites where we get the baseline prices of mm. really help with, you know, what the yeah, cards shout are out worth. To TCG player. Yeah, a TCG player. Hashtag sponsor us, please. Yeah, you know they 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 really do good with like what the baseline of the cards are, what people are selling them for, and they're good at getting a medium price and a market price, which is a like a lot of what people look for. Yeah, you know. So it's really interesting to see how that works. And shout out to also like the really wealthy players mm. in the game because they you'll get people that will buy cases upon cases of cards and they will literally open up the cases just to show you the ratios. Yeah, that's true. Just that's so, so you can true. see yeah, what is just to open it, yeah. what you see less of, what you see more of. Yeah. And that also gives the prices of what's more expensive, what's easier to get, what's more difficult to get, mm. how much you have to save up to get what. You know? It feels very much like Konami is some sort of like, I don't want to say like a casino house, but they're definitely like, they've got all the cards. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> we're all just trying to like decipher some sort of message that there's, excuse me, that they're sending to us via these packs. Oh, yeah. Um, That's definitely how it is. I think, so another thing, I've been toying with this idea, mm. right? Uh where I was thinking to myself, and this is a complete tangent in a way, but it's going to circle back around. Cool. It's a complete tangent, but it's going to circle back around. I was thinking the other day, you know what's interesting about us? Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, hands down, for sure, you're definitely the better dealist between us, right? I think I'm the better teacher. <laughs> I think that, that's a possibility. <laughs> I think I might be the better teacher. Of course, I don't. I don't. I don't have anything to go on, mm-hmm. right? But I think. I think I might be a better teacher than you, because I just think of all the things that you taught me mm-hmm. going in, and then I think of all the stuff I'm doing now, uh-huh. and I'm like, this goes against what Robbie taught me, but this is the right thing to do, and I'm like, huh, hmm, hmm. Not sure I would have taught it like that, um, but all of that is to circle back mm. around to trading. Yeah. So lately I've been having this experience with my trading uh being that well, the goal is obviously that you do want something nice mm. to have, you know, you do want something that's flashy <clears throat> and also not readily available mm. so that you can either sell it at an incredibly high price mm. or you can use it as a bargaining chip to get something else that you like, right? Yeah. And that is a great technique, that is a technique that players do use and should use if you're a new player mm-hmm. and you're wondering how to maximize your trading profit or your trading efficacy. Games, yeah. Yeah. Um, not sure if efficacy was the right word. Uh, but it like, yeah, if you're just trying, <laughs> yeah, you know, if you're just trying to super say in your, your trading skills, yeah, that's definitely what you want to do. You want to get the, the highly sought after or just not as readily available cards. Yeah. And hold on to them until you see something that you like mm. or, a number that you like <laughs> and then you make the trade right yeah but lately my experience with my trading has been very much uh people taking the exact opposite mm. like the very niche very there was a dude who traded me for like the most average destiny hero card yeah uh and he gave me like a crazy amount of stuff for it you know yeah. what i mean Granted, I am also, you know, on the opposite side of people's generosity, which mm. is great. Like, that's great, you know, because I am a new player and people are willing to, like, yeah. just give me stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do recognize that. But, like, at the same time, 
I think I'm starting, especially as somebody who nowadays isn't like engaging in the tournaments as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was I was going through like some stuff, and then I realized I should put this in my trade file because it's like, yeah, this is not necessarily what's sought, what's being sought after by everyone. Yeah, but the person who wants this, when they see this, right. Mm they're going to want it immediately. Yeah. Because that's been my experience at least the last three times I traded anything. The yeah. last three times anyone took anything out my trade file, it was nonsense that, that hasn't seen play in years. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, what are your thoughts on that? I I I think that that does happen because you do get people who, like, want new stuff. Mm. And I think a lot of the people these days, or not even these days, it's just, like, everyone has a different aspect of where they think the game is coming from you Mm. know and has different ideas that they want to try and want to make different things good um so you will have odd moments where people will just come in and get those niche things and it's hard especially for us to decipher what you want to keep in your trade file and what you put as fodder because we all know there's trade file and there's fodder right yeah and it's like it's hard to decipher what you need in your trade file and what you need as fodder because i've even shown people my fodder and they're like i want this and this and this and this and this i'm like shit i should have put that in the file you know and it's like it's you can't always guarantee what people are going to want but then also at the same time you can't be buying files upon files upon files and just put every single card in In, the file file, because then you're going to be you know running yourself behind and it's going to take a space and that sort of thing you know so it's about uh, i even to this day i don't know how to figure that out Mm. i for the life of me because you can't guarantee what everyone's going to want because everyone thinks differently you got like even just here in Joburg we've got over 100 200 players maybe yeah who all want a different thing you can't mm-hmm. figure out what they, everyone wants exactly. so that's like a difficult uh, a, a difficult thing to manage to know what you want to trade you know to know what to give away i mean we know they just don't want a secret red dog honest but <laughs> <laughs> yeah we know that for sure <laughs> but like it's konami doesn't even want to max rarity <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even can't print. sell it back to the people who sold it to me yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's like i mean th- i mean in that in that thing what what would you um what was some of the things i taught you that uh you think i could have changed i mean granted i mean maybe it was also just like on the fly mm-hmm. we were focused on on more important things. Mm. There was more important things to get used to Mm. in order to make me tournament ready. Mm. But like, there were certain things where just like, um, if this isn't like, uh, sort off the big name card, shelf it, you know? Like, there was a time where I used to come to you with a lot of things and I'd be like, this looks kind of cool with this guy. You're like, nah, shelf it. You know what I mean? That's for the tins. Like, I'd I'd, I'd bring you this and I'm like, oh, but this looks cool. Ah, nope, tins. Like, oh, this effect is pretty nice, don't you think? Ah, tin. You know what I mean? And then like, it really did reinforce the idea of like a lot of that's why I was so upset in the last episode where we were talking about the fodder and I mm. was like I, I get so upset that all of this has no value. I yeah. can't trade this, I can't play this, I can't do anything with this. Yeah. And then it just takes up space in my house mm. and then my girlfriend starts telling me to throw it away <laughs> and I have no justification to keep it, right? Um, and that doesn't happen. I'm I'm, I'm hyperbolizing, <laughs> but I'm here. pretty sure there's people. That <laughs> but I'm, yeah, I'm sure there's people who go through that. Uh. And like, I just feel like, first off, that's not fair, mm. because I look when I look at a card, any singular card, whether uh. it's common, whether it's secret rare, mm. whatever, right? I look. Th- there's time and effort that went into that. Yeah. Like even if it's 
a card that's never going to see play in the next 2,000 years, mm. right? That is a card that somebody probably slaved away at drawing the art for Yeah, that got rejected a bunch of times that went through a bunch of reverts before it was approved. Mm. Like somebody worked very hard on that, yeah. right? Is what's going through my head. I might be wrong even, mm. right? And like it just really... It breaks the the creator in me, you know, yeah. the the artist in me breaks my heart a little mm. bit when I think about that, and it makes me mad. Um, where was I going with this? <laughs> what were we talking about? Sorry, I you were talking lost my about way. the how things are just fodder and things that I would change. You would change about me what I taught you. Ah, yes, yes. So with what you were teaching me, right? It was like kind of just if it's not shiny. First off, only ask the question if it's shiny. And if it's shiny, chances are even then probably no. So <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I, I, so I just started shelving a lot of my cards. Like mm. just immediately went into a tin or into a section of the bag that I felt was like for unimportant things. I understand how you know that I mean? can, yeah, yeah, I understand how that can lock creativity. And mm. I think I, I do admit that probably on my part, some of that was not the best. Mm. Um, but I also think that's, from my perspective, that's from me who who plays in like I guess who's who's played in like major tournaments and things in the YCS and stuff, you know. Yeah. And it's things that can work. Like you can play it in your locals and have a great time and have fun, you know. I do I I do say go for it. Give something weird a try if you find this card, you know. I like I do encourage that. Mm. Um but if it works, it works. If it works, it works, you yeah. know, you know. <laughs> It might be a bad card, but you lost to it. Uh, you know, kind of thing. It's that kind of thing. It's yeah. th- it's literally that kind of thing. Exactly. And that's okay. You know. Yeah. I I agree with that. And yeah, there's some maybe there's some in a general sense, uh, because I also when I think of a card and look at a card that someone shows me, I also think of the list of cards that do something similar but a lot better. I see. If that makes sense. That does make sense. So it's it's not necessarily me saying the card is bad. It's more me saying that the card... There's a better way to do what the card There's a better does. way to do what the card does. Yeah. And I do think, yeah, if you want to give it a try, give it a try, right? Mm. Go for it. And then let, let, um, let yourself figure out how that card does what it does. And then finding the next best thing and constantly trying to improve constantly upon Constantly evolving that. and changing you know? things, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, for years, people were like, oh, I'll just, rip, like, I don't have Ash Blossom, so I'll just play Ghost Ogre. It's still good. It's a hand trap. It does something. Mm. Until you realize Ghost Ogre does nothing against Branded Fusion, you know? And yep. then you're like, <laughs> it's that, it's, it's kind of that situation. But then also, like, yeah, I'm exaggerating a lot. Because there are cards that are like really interesting and mm. niche and cool, but and I get you. It's 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 like it's Imperial Iron Wall versus Artifact Lancia. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's and both of them are good in in different situations. I would say because exactly. even like even with Imperial Iron Wall has its own inherent weaknesses of being a trap, but can be removed. You know, it being also very slow that you can't stop your opponent on their first turn. Mm. You know, it's that kind of thing. Like where where is the balance of what each card does and also if you're going to have things like for example um would you rather play play three effect veiler would you pr- rather play three infinite impermanences you know mm. what are the pros and cons of that most people would probably choose the impermanence because mm. number one it's 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 a trap which plays around things like triple tactics talents you know 
you can also play it in your turn, which makes it insanely strong, and it, yeah. and can play off certain cards, things like any trap decks, like for example, Altergeist Multifaker, yeah. right? So there's it's it's things of like give and take like that. But then Vela also has its own niche things. For example, if you play it in a Tenny Sword Soul deck, yes, it's a really it's good right hand trap, yeah. but also it's a normal summonable a tuner, tuner yeah, you know. You so like, where's the where's the balance? If you can justify a card, by all means, play it. Play it. That's at or least my perspective, it. and maybe maybe I didn't enforce that enough hmm. in my sort of history and teaching, and maybe it's created some bad habits. I hope not. No, I mean back then as well, like things were just a little. We were we were we were mm. really gearing up for what was left of the year. Yeah. So like things were pretty intense in the in the get get, get in there and get it done yeah. I also, realm of things. Yeah. But you know, like now that things have calmed down and there's been like more time for exploration and stuff, yeah. it's been like a lot a lot less. Intense, intense like that yeah. so the creativity has been able to especially now with how the meta is now yeah you know there's been a lot more room for creativity yeah. and just messing around as long as and you seeing just don't sticks. get like seven zone knocked or something yeah stupid, assuming, you know, yeah, assuming Kashtira doesn't sell you down the river yeah but <laughs> I think also the things with that is like um the nice thing about what I I think I tried to do is especially for people who are starting the game right yeah starting the game is such a struggle especially yeah. getting into tournaments and trying to win and get the packs and whatever exactly. so that's why when i when i try to teach i'm like get in there get this get this done quickly mm. so that way once you're in it then you can start experimenting and i and don't necessarily want, disagree you know? with you yeah yeah because yeah. then because then once you have what you need and once you're able to start winning the things you're able to make the profit back to be able to allow this experimentation because sometimes exactly. you get disappointed because sometimes yeah. you have these moments of like cool i've got this and this and this and this i've got this really great idea but it needs this one card shit mm. you know and there you are back to square one and and then you have to like rethink you're like oh now this whole strategy doesn't work because i don't have that and that's hard to get and I would need to win a couple of tournaments to get a couple of backs to get that. And I just don't have the stuff I need to win the tournaments to try experiment with that. I would definitely say that there is an approach or rather this is an approach that does work long term mm. because right now I am uh, very much sitting in a comfortable space. I've got like different things I can play yeah. depending on how I'm feeling. You got good you got a couple of good decks got under your belt. a couple of good backup cards. You got, got even, some staples under yeah, my name. Even you staples. Know, You've got like decks that you can use as trade fodder for other decks exactly, that come through, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think it's a it's a bad approach. Mm. I was just like, hey, this is funny. <laughs> yeah. This is something funny that I feel like should be addressed. Um but yeah, that's that's the four one one on the trading. Mm, I think I think if there's anything uh, a lot of people can learn is try not to shut down to cards too quickly. Yes, and also, I mean, just because it doesn't shine doesn't mean you can't do something with it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, yeah. common ash still negates your ulti desires whether you like it or not. <laughs> You're not drawing that too. Believe that. I don't care if my card is two dollars. Your ninety dollar card is doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I'm gonna activate ninety dollars. Eat, eat this common ghost ogre, access code <laughs> exactly. talker. Eat it. Eat it. Exactly. You know, so it's like it's 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 cool. I think I think I I, I still support common cards because it's like it helps new players get into the game. I love, I love that. Cards. I love the fact that new players can just chill and have fun. I think the only reason why I've like 
I never used to be a rarity whore, right? Mm. I never used to be a rarity whore. You heard it first on this podcast, guys. Yeah, I you used heard to it first be like on Shadowcast. Robbie was not born this way. I wasn't born this way. Okay, <laughs> uh, it's a learned behavior. Okay. <laughs> Lots of bird watching, huh? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, at the beginning, especially when I started, I was like, people were like, oh, I've got this card, but it's only this rarity. I was like, I don't care. I need it. You know, I need to play it. As long as I can play it, it's fine. Mm. You know? And then you're like, okay, I've got this. I've got this. I've needed this. I've got this. Now, let's make it shiny. <laughs> I've got the, hmm, there's room, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's there's room now. We can do things. We can make it look pretty. It's like it's like when you finish like when you're working on a project, maybe a design project, you know? Mm. Like say for example, since you've been talking about it, you build a robot, right? You build a little <laughs> robot, okay? Yeah. And you make this robot and it's really cool. It's got a saw in the middle. It does exactly what it needs to do. It's got flamethrowers. But now it just looks like a pile of metal. Mm. And you're done. Let's get some glitter. Put some spray paint. You know, that's when you start you, yeah. to like, let's get the creative. Let's yeah. give it a name. You know, that's kind of like where the shininess comes from. And then you can even update with that with getting like really fancy looking sleeves and field centers and mats and custom play mats. That's when you start doing this crazy stuff and get so deep into it that's where the the rabbit hole starts you know <laughs> can can i be completely honest with yes you right this is the first time you've actually made that make sense mm. yeah this is the first time i've been able to be like okay i can get behind that yeah you can yeah. get behind the rarity before then i've bonus. always been like no no i'm getting a big mac you yeah. are not stopping me yeah. i am not spending this much money yeah. on a piece of cardboard you cannot and i still won't i still won't yeah that big mac looking mighty fine right now but like <laughs> but then you're like couch looking at me like you're trying to start something yeah. <laughs> but yeah man it could never be me i'm never going to lose it for these chinese but you know what i think i think i now understand a section of yeah, of are, your obsession yeah, the, yeah it comes a point where you're like hey i've had what i need now let's just spruce let's it up spaz, a little. Spaz it up. Let's, let's, let's jazz it up. It's yeah. like, oh, I got the jeans. I got the t-shirt. Let me get the hat. Let's get the hat. Yeah. Uh, let's get a little, let's get a little, little pocket. Pin. A little pin. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Whatever works. And that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. On that very wholesome, wholesome end of a family movie note. Yeah. We're going to take a break. Yeah. Buy everything we tell you to buy. Yeah. And uh, have a good time, guys. And cool. More. We'll see you after this. Are you tired of being stuck in the same place? Do you want to get paid to travel the world? <laughs> Shame. Hi, I'm Netty Marnetta. And I'm Frisbee Moonsong. And if you've made it this far into the episode, then please consider subscribing to our Patreon. Not only is it the best way to support the show, you're also putting food in our mouths and you're winning the approval of Couch, our producer. And that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, he's got high standards. You'll also get access to Patreon-specific content, such as Behind the Break, a special segment where we talk more about Yu-Gi-Oh!, tell personal stories, and make inappropriate jokes while censoring none of it. I mean, it's what you could be listening to right now instead of this ad, right? So visit patreon.com slash shadowcastza. That's patreon.com forward slash shadowcastza and give us your money. 
And we are back with our regularly scheduled program. Yeah. We went over a lot of different topics in our break. Yeah. I think that might have been our longest break in a long time. Uh, probably, yeah. Like, that was a very good, very long. It had both Yu-Gi-Oh! elements and personal elements. Uh-huh. Definitely worth checking out. Visit our Patreon, guys, and give it a gander. It's really interesting. Especially you big fans out there. Like, you think we're funny now? Just wait till after. <laughs> <laughs> so, coming back to... Um, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> our, our regular scheduled program, as I said. Um, another question, or rather, let's less solve a question and more solve a mentality, right? Uh-huh. So I know, like, I sent this to you and you're reading it and you're like, no, Yu-Gi-Oh does have a wikiHow. And I'm like, I obviously really did not mean wikiHow. Um, I meant it more in the sense of, like, teaching this game slash learning this game can oh. be very challenging and very tough. Mm. And that is another barrier of entry. It's a barrier of entry entry that we constantly experience with Couch, personally. Mm. You know what I mean? He's always like, I don't have the attention span to read a wikiHow because I can't be bothered because fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but also at the same time, like, it's just incredibly complex. Yeah. So it's like, is there, do you think that there's a way to, I don't know, kind of like expedite that process or just find a way to make it faster you're i know that you're also currently teaching someone how to play yeah. like literally teaching someone like, yeah from like scratch. on like on the payroll from yeah. scratch you know what i mean uh, um no i mean i didn't choose the payroll but no no yeah that was just, a la- just that like, was a happy accident it was like a shut up and take my money <laughs> kind of deal. that was very much a happy accident <laughs> it was but i'm i'm very curious as to any ideas you might have on how we can expedite that process hmm. and just make it more accessible to people because the moment we can make this game more accessible we can have way more new players yeah so what i think would be really cool right and this is something I've always petitioned for, is to have, like, public tutorials. Oh. Where we have, we sit a table somewhere in the public, and we literally just teach people Yu-Gi-Oh! You know, we have games with them, we have cards out there they can look at, they can, you know, they can learn about, and maybe we can even give them a little gift of, like, a first booster pack, you know, to Mm. welcome them to the game if they want to try it or whatever, you know? It's not a bad idea. I think think something like that would be, like, really, really cool, you know? Yu-Gi-Oh! in the park. Yeah, like, you know, just for, like, even someone walking past, they'll see this, like, oh, I remember this, you know? A lot of people will be like, oh, I remember this when I was a kid. I want to play. This is so cool, you know? But I can't, for the life of me, I only know the show, you know? I mm. don't exactly know how the game works. And even some people know the basics of the game. You summon yeah, monsters, you know, get summon, your opponents, my yeah, life points. I know zero. how to summon, I know how to tribute summon, and yeah. then that's pretty much it. And, and, like, even some people don't know how to tribute summon. They're just like, I summon blue eyes because... Kaiba did because it. Kaiba um, did it. So, shut up, <laughs> I have money. Um, <laughs> every time I hear that, I just see Gandalf's face. I don't know. Yeah. Why. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, that it's just like I petitioned to have those like public teaching things, you know, and I think that would be really cool. Like, I mean, I even thought that Shadowcast could do it at some events, you know, like maybe at like the picnic and thrifts that we've been to or things that's, like that. That's honestly always been a dream. Before before this was Shadowcast in my yeah. head, it was a stall at Picnic and Thrift uh. where we would be hosting these like kind of um how to say unofficial <laughs> tournaments. Yeah. And maybe later on official tournaments. And just, it would be like a, a space in which you could all just like do Yu-Gi-Oh! and have mm. a good time and teach and learn. 
and play and have fun. Um, the only reason why I never really did that is because getting a stall out for something like Picnic and Thrift is just not in my affordability schedule right yeah, now. But I, I mean, really do think that that's a great idea. But I think it's something we can work as, as a group. And, you know, I think it's also something that we could promote this show with as well as promote people into the game and get them interested and get the world to know what it is again. Yeah. Because a lot of the world forgot about it after GX, you know? Mm. And... I know for a fact, though, uh, besides the petitioning to do, like, tutorials in public, um, is different uh, Yugi tubers do have tutorials of how to play the game and how yeah. to start from scratch. And their own different, like, playlists, um, yourself included. Yeah. Uh, I, so I don't have a how to play the game. No. I have a how to get into the game. Yeah. That's that's what my tutorial is about. If you look at someone like Simo, um, Simo is a YouTuber. Uh, look look for him; he's really good. He doesn't do as many videos now as he used to do, but he um, excuse me he does have a actual tutorial that teaches you all about the game, like normal summoning, different kinds of spells and traps. You know mm. how the act how to activate them, how the game is played, the different phases of the game, the different type of extra deck monsters and summoning mechanics. He goes through everything from start to finish and each of them is in a little segmented video it's not all in one video it's like segmented videos like this it's video is about brilliant. pendulums so i think that's something that people go ahead can go ahead and look for you know mm. those are like the best ways to do it and i think also i mean even at times watching people play isn't enough you know i agree you don't know what they're doing and they play so fast this yeah. <laughs> these days at tournaments so i think like yeah i i do think maybe i should make a tutorial on my uh, channel as well for how to actually play the game maybe something basic yeah i think that would be really good and really nice for people to introduce them into it you know what i mean yeah so yeah i think we we do have the accessibility to the wiki how i think there is like a wiki how of how to do these things but i think it's just the knowledge to this stuff that's out there is not out there mm. and and i watched simo's tutorials and they were really good they were really informative and he's clear and understandable and I think they I shout out to Simo because they you know shout out to Simo they, they're really interesting so then we so then you, you so you don't think we should go like on a 10 episode bender on like how to play Yu-Gi-Oh I mean I've, I think it's very hard as to brought do, to you by Shadowcast I think it's very hard to do without an image in front of you because some people that's true some people learn visually you know and it is a visual game yeah it is a visual game exactly so it's one of those things where like that will teach you the best unless I we plan on uploading on youtube well, that <laughs> reminds me that's actually i think this is the perfect time to drop this teaser uh -huh. we're gonna need to have a conversation mm. about the other side of accessibility mm. um and how that affects the game because i've always wanted to have deaf slash blind slash disabled people Yes. Who played this game on this yes. show just to hear their experiences. Yeah, that, um, that's interesting. I know that Konami actually has policy on that, eh? They do? On, on they they do have policy on people on um people who are disabled who play who can play Yu-Gi-Oh! And they have like I think they are there is like assisted dueling and stuff that they have programs for and stuff. Oh wow, that's amazing. Um but I know it's mostly covered in Europe, but I know there are like some people who play the game. All right. Which is very interesting. That's definitely going to be something that we'll dive deeper into into the future. Yes, 100%. Uh, right now, I'm really like just very much in my head about 
the uh, learning aspect of it all. Yeah. Because I really feel like if we can crack that, if we can get down to the bottom of that, we will have this growth that we've been looking for, especially in the areas of of the world, right, who are des- who are in desperate need of that growth so that they can get more attention from Konami. Yeah. I mean, I've I've got a I've got a friend who lives in the islands, you know, and he doesn't have a um he doesn't have a store near the French him. islands, the English islands. Uh Caribbean. Caribbean islands. Cool. Yeah. And um he doesn't like he doesn't have a store near him. So a bunch of his friends literally just play together because they don't have a store. They just come together and they play and they order their cards overseas, you know? Mm. And I also think no judges, no I no No judge I mean they don't know no Konami None ID. of them have been in big events. Like literally my friend literally called me to ask me about a ruling of a tournament they were playing. <laughs> and he was like, nah, I got a friend that's entered YCSs and he's played in regionals and stuff. He'll know. <laughs> and he called me all the way from the freaking Caribbean to do you a ruling for that. <laughs> On one end, that's like so cool. Like that is such a story. On the other end, I hope I'm, I'm, I hope I am never either one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be you. I don't want to be him. I'm good. (laughs) I do not need to be called in the wee hours of the night from a phone. It's like, what, what, what number extension is, what is this? this Somebody phoning me from Barbados? What? (laughs) At four in the morning? On a Wednesday? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wagwan, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> what? <laughs> Bamba clutch. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, wait, no, I might change my mind. If you're gonna answer the phone like Wagwan, brother, I think I think I'll accept we the good. call. Yeah, we good. <laughs> then like, I'm down. I, I don't know who this is, but I'm interested. <laughs> Listen, sir. Listen, sir. You don't know who I am, but you just made my day. Oh, dude. Ruling in the Caribbean must be wild. Oh, completely. <laughs> Imagine. For good and for bad reasons. Oh, sure. yeah. oh, this must be insane. But yes. Uh, so, where was I going with that? <laughs> oh, yes. Accessibility. Yes. So, as much as like it's also to get players, we need people who like want to run the stuff, you know? Like yeah. stores. I mean... There's a controversy in South Africa that I can't really speak about on this channel for our own safety's sake. Um, but oh we we do need like a lot more people who um, can like supply this country with being oh, able to I know what you're talking about. being able to actually I know get the competition rising and <laughs> get more stores up there and being able to have like an amazing organized system, you know, yes. that actually creates variety. Yes. You know, I mean, even even just this even just this coming week, we having all our OTS t- uh, championships on top of each other. Yep. And at least from my personal perspective, that is not organized. Probably. Not at all. No. You know, and it's just like it's it's things like that where it's it's competition that will make this thing a lot better. You know, we need businesses who want to do this, and for that, we need people who are passionate enough to put out these businesses to compete. I agree. At least that's what I think should be pushed out there a little more if we want to build the community as well. Because, I mean, it's it's great to have a community, but then, like, where do we play? 
Mm. You know, just the other day you were talking about having a store in the East Rand, you know, the Eastern side. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be which would be amazing, you know. And there was one, you know, in Bedford View. There was one. Honestly, a... there might be, because like when you reminded me of that store in Bedford View, I just remembered. Mm. Like, what's very interesting about the East is that there's never been a time in which there wasn't a store. Yeah. So when you remind when you jogged my memory of that, I was like, there probably is a store now. I just have to find it. Yeah. I know it did close down though. There was a store called HDC, which is fine, because like even but even before HDC. There yeah. was a store before HTC, and I remember I I ah. walked past that store all the time, and there would be tournaments. This was before I was playing, yeah. But there would be tournaments and then stuff, and I just think about like my history in the East, and I'm like, there's always been somewhere, yeah. So I think it's just a matter of of it's searching. Like, where do we find these things? If yeah. you guys know of a store or a place where people are playing Yu-Gi-Oh in the Bedford View slash Edenvale area, um, hit me up. Or just hit the show up on the on the Twitter at Shadowcast ZA. Or if not, make one. <laughs> <laughs> or if not, make one, please. Make hit one. Us, hit us up on, on on our Twitter at Shadowcast ZA and let me know, please. Get started. We'll we'll support you. Thank you very much. With uh, with whatever. <laughs> Listen, we can give you a whopping zero rand, okay? <laughs> And but we can talk about you really well. That's what we got. <laughs> it's not much, but it's honest work. Was was <laughs> that broke couch? You know, you know, you've really done something when Couch finds the joke funny. Yeah, like, you know, that's like the best. That's the ultimate praise. You like, you see him laugh. You're like, yes, I'm not getting fired. Exactly. Yet. No, it's like, <laughs> like, like, like on the Patreon ad, we joke about like Couch having high standards, but it, it actually is an achievement when yeah, you get his approval. <laughs> Especially when you're getting laughing about you. Oh yeah, stuff. no, well, like when he's on the floor hosing himself, then you know you've done something right. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much it about the wikiHow. I think we've got a lot about the wikiHow. Yeah, no, we've cracked that. Um, um, another thing is, so this this question I had for you, I realize now the formulation of this question, it was back in the tier format, mm-hmm. um, and I think it really shows mm. because if I were to read this question for you word for word, it says, um, just "Give me a sec here." <laughs> The one time, you know, like... I feel like I know what's coming. So so what I said is there's a huge card pool for Yu-Gi-Oh, yet there's a lack of ellipsis. So mm. where is the tamashi, which is the Japanese word for like passion. So mm. um, the passion for deck building, where has it gone? And um, I'm somebody who approaches deck building with a lot of like soul and passion. And this yeah. is how I think it should work. And a lot of the people we duel against, whether it's official or just for fun, they mm-hmm. approach it in the same way. Yeah. I think of Milan Dulab, who yeah. has who has an amazing YouTube channel, and I'm so glad that I can finally like speak to this because I was meant mm. to shout out his channel eons ago. I just couldn't remember the name, and then it, it turns out it's just his name. So, <laughs> so if you guys go on YouTube and check out Milan Dulab, he um, and I hope I'm saying your surname correctly. Please. Go swear at me on Twitter if it's not <laughs> pronounced that person. way. But like he has a very strong passion for synchro and his whole channel is about synchro and almost all of his decks are synchro. And not specifically synchro, like synchron synchro. Synchron like synchro, exactly. And junks and droids and Yeah. All those dr- things. And Stardust Dragons and Illuminations and Trails and all yeah. that good stuff. Um I really like he's somebody who I re- I really appreciate mm. his 
passion his passion. For, yeah. Jason is another person. His dedication to heroes yeah, is unparalleled. Yeah, he's a hero aficionado, yeah. Completely unparalleled. Um, Quabs as well, with his attachment to zombies oh, as yeah. well, is also just like, that's the stuff. For me, that's why I play this game. Mm. I play this game because I want to see that. Yeah. And during tier format, we saw a lot less of that. And that's what I formed mean, this question. I mean, at the beginning of it, we didn't, I think. At the be- no, I mean, because, yeah, that was just the beginning. Like, remember when at the beginning there was came on, out? Yeah, but back then there was, like, what, five tier cards? Yeah. But you know that, I, mean? I think that was, like, the best part about tier format, if you look at it. Like, the amazing yeah, decks the that came out of Yeah, the best part was when that. it started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ishizu came in, and it was just like, okay. Yeah, and then it was just shut down. Yeah. But I agree. No, like, at the time when the Ishizu package became a thing, mm. I feel like that's when things really start to tighten up. Yeah. And we saw our tier zero format really just changing things in a way I personally could not appreciate. (sighs) And that's probably what generated this question. Now that we're, excuse me, now that we're out of it, I still feel like the question applies though. Mm. Like, where is the passion? Where is the soul? Uh, I mean, I've seen, I've seen a lot of interesting things come about. Like, I think one of the things we saw interestingly was uh, Pranesh's Swords or Kashtira list. Yes, that was definitely You know, that was like really, really cool. And I think that's... And also the return of the Dino FTK. Yeah, return of the Dino FTK. I think like there's hints of things that are coming back which are starting to sneak its way back in. And I think people are starting to relax a little bit and go back into, you know, this thing of like... The this, this, this creative side of you. Yeah, the creative side of you. And if you, you've seen it start to return. Yeah, it is coming sure. back, yeah. And I think it will take some time. I think once once uh, cash is no longer like the insane powerhouse it is right now mm. uh, because of its lockout capabilities, I think we'll see a great rise in what's happening currently with the Yu-Gi-Oh! format and people being able to have fun with the game. Again, yeah. you know, I'm already starting. Even myself, I'm starting to come up with like stupid, crazy ideas again. You know, and I've I've seen other people. As you heard in the behind the break, there was an idea that I spoke about that I'm coming out with. Yes. You know, which I won't tell because you got to pay for that shit. You got to pay <laughs> for the kind of information. We got to pay. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, that you know, it's. I think it is slowly coming back and i think you've noticed it as well yeah it is on its it, it is making its comeback yeah yeah and it's it's a, it's it's scary because i think people are trying to adapt to it and people are still in their old mentality but one by one i think people are falling back mm. and i think it's just about the process of falling back to that you know which okay. is making it seem that way all right cool i can get behind that I mean, I mean, I've seen, I mean, I've seen Quab starting to play his labyrinth and find different ways to play it. Mm. You know, he's been on a petition for that deck for a long time since it was coming out. Shout out to Quabs, man. Yeah, it's a dope guy. We were we were training on on Twitch the other day, just the other day. Yeah, it was the day where I posted that deck list I wanted. Next time you see him, man, give him a big old fat kiss for me. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Just say I'm hi. gonna be sued for harassment. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a that's a thing I often say to people. Um, but really, what I mean by that is just say hi. Yeah, just um, say hi, yeah, like the French do. You do know? not actually harass <laughs> anyone. Didn't the French used Don't to do that? Don't actually go. Ki- I mean, they still do. It's a, it's a, it's a. Hello. No. It's 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 that se- <laughs> No, no. Bonjour. Wrong, wrong type of kiss. Wrong type. Of, it's like on the cheek. Salut. Because it's a, it's a Greek. It's my culture is also 
like that. We we kiss on the cheek uh, when greeting. Yeah. Um, these days, more um, modernly, I guess is the word. No, more currently, it's it's become less of a trend between how to say between like same same age people. Yeah. But like, it's still something that you definitely do when mm. you're like greeting senior members of society yeah or just like older members of your family just a one kiss each and then and then you get Yu-Gi-Oh it's just a fist bump at this point (laughs) it's like listen you could you you forced me into that tangent okay you forced me I didn't I didn't even want to go there you made me go there okay all I wanted to say was next time you see Quav just give him a big old fat kiss for me like Jesus Christ why you gotta complicate things uh speaking <laughs> so, oh jeez well since we were talking about like prepare, uh the the training we were doing yesterday the training we were doing it for was the OTS championships that are coming up this weekend yes so we're pretty psyched we have the um we have the stone dragon coming up this weekend mm-hmm. we have the nexus can you give us the day just to uh, be exact so stone dragon and nexus are happening this sunday i do believe nexus is happening in the morning mm. and stone dragon is happening in the afternoon or evening so you can still go to both of them nice and then um on saturday it is going to be the geek home ots champs nice right, so we know that uh, ai fest had their ots champs last week and pranesh once again took away a win with that continuing his streak so someone's got to knock him down <laughs> eventually <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens coming up in the future but i love the things you're willing to say on the record by the way that's all continue <laughs> <laughs> so someone knock him down please we can't keep having this we got to give other people a chance let's go um but okay i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> why are you you knock him down let's go give oh, him no, a, no, i'm good give I'm him on the a, one two i'm five. on a diet you should be on a diet of it must die i'm on it must die yeah um but anyway considering we are talking about the tournaments this last weekend there was the open at new zealand new zealand new York. zealand yes the new the new one um new zealand, <laughs> uh, new zealand uh Yu-Gi-Oh open <laughs> happened did you say the new one <laughs> yes the new one <laughs> <laughs> I like how it took you a sec. <laughs> oh Christ. <laughs> so, oh Christ church. <laughs> so we actually have the top eight deck lists. Um it was also streamed so you guys can go watch some of these doors, which was really interesting. Mm. Um I got to see a couple which were really cool. Um so coming in at eighth place we had uh Bastille Dragon Link. Ooh. Which was really cool. So Dragon Link coming up once again in the format, uh, starting to do their thing. As you know, they're able to play a lot of hand traps, able to main deck light and dark hand traps to be mm-hmm. able to play around with the Chaos Engine. Mm-hmm. Coming in also in, I believe, in seventh place, we have Branded Despia, uh, which is a classic. And what they're doing now in Bla- Branded Despia, we can see they are playing a single Dark Magician. And the reason for that is to be able to summon Red Eyes Dark Dragoon. Hmm. So that's coming back into the format. Uh, making it into sixth place, we have Scareclaw, 
So Scareclaw showing their face a little bit. Coming in to that, playing a little bit of Kashtira. So it is Scareclaw Kashtira, but only playing the three Fenrir and the two Scareclaw Kashtira monster. And also with an adventure package. So we've got the adventure package over there. Coming in at fifth place, we have Labyrinth, which has been talked about, doing really, really well this format. And it looks like it got quite far. We see over here, um, it was piloted by Mr. Matt W. Um, we see him main decking dimensional barriers, main decking skill drain. So that's that's really that's insane. Dangerous. Um, <laughs> then in fourth place, we have Swords or Tenyi, uh, still doing their things, uh, represent. <laughs> <laughs> then in third place, we have Tier Elements. Stop that. Shadowcast doesn't have favorites. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we <don't> have <laughs> We're not biased there We're at not all. biased. What are you talking about? Um, but in third place, we have Tier Elements. Still, still rocking it. Still okay. actually being able to top something. All right. Good um, Tier Elements. Being the top of, of, of the rank at New Zealand. Yeah. And then coming in at <laughs> New Zealand, New Zealand, the new one. Um, <laughs> then coming in at second place, we have Labyrinth once again. Uh, wow. Two spots in the top eight. In the top eight being Labyrinth. That's insane. And one of them coming second. So we we did talk about its its very very strong rise. Yeah, this deck yeah. is really showing its stuff. And I think with the skill drain, that's what's hurting the the Kashtira deck because mm -hmm. all of the effects are pretty much on the field. So that's what they're really, really struggling with. And Kashtira cannot banish face down cards except for the Rise Heart. How do you like damn apples? So that's that's really that's really tough. And also considering that they don't use their extra deck. Exactly. They don't really care if Kashtira banishes it, mm. you know. And coming in at first place, a deck we have not seen in a while making the winning position of the Yu-Gi-Oh! Open. This man obviously won himself a Nintendo Switch and all the other prizes that come along with winning this thing. It is uh, Sinisa B playing Math Mech. Math Mech? We're seeing a Math Mech deck winning math the mech. New Zealand Open. Math Mech. Yeah. Well done, sir. Yeah. And we see in the main deck, he's he's maining one Harpies and two Cyclone. Let's go. And then also maining... Like, the nice thing about Math Mech is that, like, you can actually main a lot of hand traps, which is really cool. I mean, if we look at this list, he's maining, three, he's maining 10 hand traps. Dang. No, not even. He's maining 13 hand traps. And then Harpies into Cyclone. That's nice. Which is insane. And he still managed to win. And then in the side deck, we see he's playing the Kurikara, mm. which is really interesting to out those Kashtira boards. And yeah, it, the deck looks very spicy. And we've got the deck list here, and it's really, really looking spicy. We can put it up on our Twitter for you guys um, a bit later. But that's pretty much the whole list of what happened at New Zealand. Go New Zealand. The new one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to any listeners out there that side, actually. Yeah. We, we, we might we, have a few at this time. We might. Yeah, Shout we out might to have a few now. So, yeah, we, we'll give a we'll give a at New Zealand uh, <laughs> the new one <laughs> in, our, in our description. But, <laughs> but, in this video. but yeah, that's that's what's been happening. So it's interesting to see how the format's changing. And I know a lot of the times um, a lot of people equate South Africa to Australia. Especially, especially in what? <laughs> they do. I got such a full 180 turn from <laughs> from Couch that for, he actually for, just for those of you who do not have eyes in the studio currently, Couch dropped something 
And we're currently in load shedding, so it did terrify most of us. But Robbie's the only one who decided to respond vocally. I mean, he, so he turned fault. in shock to what I, I said. That's you are what... listening to this random piece of information because Robbie doesn't know how to contain himself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to behave, yes. <laughs> Can't but, take you anywhere. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Um, but I can take you anyway. That's fine. <laughs> that's the catch. Um, so we have um, we we've been uh, well. A lot of people say that a lot of Australia and South Africa is pretty much the same in terms of how people play. Because in terms of how people play, yeah. Because I mean, we've always got like weird things that just make top eight out of nowhere. Like it will be a tier elements format, and you'll get this one random deck. I don't know, freaking fish, to goatee. Let's let's goatee that tops. You know, I don't know, and that's what will happen in South Africa, and that also ha- that shit also happens in Australia. You know sure. what I mean? So it's crazy, and it's it's really interesting to see that kind of shit happening. So, yeah, I we- don't know who these people are saying that South Africa and Australia are the same, but I'd I'd love to have them as a guest. And you see, just them. I just want to see something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, mean, I just I just I think it would be fun. You think it would be? <laughs> <laughs> that would be really We'd interesting. love to hear what other opinions they have. Um, yeah. What's your opinion? <laughs> it's my opinion! So, <laughs> all right, so I think that wraps up for what we got planned for today. I do. Well, I mean, there was one other thing I wanted to talk oh, about, yes? but like, no, it, time's up. Is, the, is, 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 are we saving it for the next episode? We can save it for the next oh, episode. Next yeah. time on. <laughs> next time on Shadowcast Z. Din, din, din. No, no. See, now this this is where the light. Now I like how the lightning stops. It should have hit at that time when you said that. <laughs> the rain and lightning ended as we finished. But yes. I'm going to get sued. Um, this has been Shadow. <laughs> okay, outro. What outro. am I saying? Can't even end it there. Um <laughs> Robbie's right, guys. We are gonna call it here. This is this marks the end of this week's episode. Um, please rate us five stars wherever you can. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you can give us five stars, do because you know we love to see a homie in the sky shining where mm-hmm. he belongs. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at ShadowcastZA. Let us know your thoughts on the show. Uh, whether it be your most random opinion on the most random card or something very specific that you think we need to hear. Or whether you think we just like New Zealand. New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) Let us know on the Shadowcast Twitter. That's at ShadowcastZA. And of course, if you'd like to further support the show, please consider becoming a patron. Uh, There's a lot of like big ideas and a lot of big plans that we've been trying to put together even before the creation of the show so if you'd really like to help us out with those things um becoming a patron really helps us out and it gives us more room to do more things and explore more things like for example having a live show or Uh having live commentary at one of our tournaments yeah uh so do consider becoming a patron if um expanding this show is something that you are interested in and also, if you just have some disposable money that you're willing to throw our way, <laughs> we know who you guys are in we the know community. Who you are. We know who you are. You don't need to use that twenty rand in your wallet. Give it to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's gonna mark the end of the show. I have been Netty Marnetto, and I have been Frisbee Minto, and we love doing this for you every week. But for now, we say goodbye. Bye.